Thank you, 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 thank you. Hey y'all, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, y'all. Oh my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your trust. Come on, share the video. Come on and drop some gratitude. Come on, share the video and drop some gratitude. Thank you, Father God, for your mercy, for your love, for how well you love us. Come on. Thank you, Father God, for how intentional you are with us. Thank you, Father God, for grace, mercy. Thank you, Father God, for empowering us. Thank you, Father God, that no plot, plan, ploy of the enemy formed against us or, or prospered against us last night. It may have formed, but it definitely didn't prosper. Come on, y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for love. Thank you for intentionality. Ooh, thank you. You didn't forget about Lakeisha. You didn't forget about Javen, Jaleel, Jermaine, Josiah, and Judah. Thank you, Lord God, that you did not give me what I deserve. Hold on. I'm going to say that. See, I ain't been no, I ain't been no good girl. I ain't been no good girl always. I ain't got no perfect record. I ain't got no track record. I'll do some stuff and mess some stuff up. So thank you, Father God. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for grace, mercy, and your love. Thank you, Father God, for being our strong tower. And thank you for giving me, Auntie, did you hear me? Thank you for giving me what I did not deserve. See, thank you for thank you for giving me what I did not deserve. <laughs> thank you, Father God, that Romans 8 confirms there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Thank you for blotting out my transgressions. Thank you for blotting out my sins. I, I, this morning, I could focus on what you have gave me. You have given me so much. But this morning, guess what I'm getting ready to do? I'm going to focus on what you didn't give me. Woo! <laughs> Auntie, I'm going to focus on what you didn't give me that you could have gave me. <laughs> and instead, grace slid on that table. <laughs> and the blood said, whoa, 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 whoa. She is still ours. She is still our child. She is still a part of the kingdom. See, that's, that's why I, I don't, I never, I used to, I never stand to judge a person. I never stand to look hard or to look down on a person because I have been the messy of messiest. I have gossiped. I have lied. I have stolen. I have done some things that I'm not proud of. So my thank you this morning is thank you that there is no condemnation in you. Um, thank you that you didn't give me what I deserved. Uh, thank you for brand new grace and fresh mercy. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for your holiness, for the price you paid for me. Um, thank you for standing in my stead. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for always providing a way of escape. Thank you, Lord God, for getting me out of tough spots. 
Thank you for getting me out of situations that I caused. Ooh, thank you for getting me out of situations that I caused. Thank you for getting me out of circumstances, situations, um, and of doors I opened that you told me not to open. Thank you, Father God, for rescuing your child when she was foolish. Thank you, Father God, for shutting doors when I opened them and you slammed them shut. Uh, you slammed them shut again. Um, thank you, 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 thank you. That you don't even expect me to be perfect in this, but for your grace sustains. Thank you for how deeply and how well you love me. Like you love me better than I love me. You love me greater than I love me. Thank you, Father God, for not putting any false expectations on me. Like you're not people. You don't expect me to show up other than myself. Thank you that your love isn't predicated on what I do. Thank you, God, for not being easily offended. Uh, thank you, God, for your consistency. Thank you, Lord God, for being tried and true. Thank you, Father God, for being yes and amen. Thank you, Lord God, for not getting weary and well-doing <laughs> and still doing good to your girl when she deserved for good to be good done to her. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How dare I complain? Come on, y'all keep sharing the video. How dare I complain? How dare I complain? How dare I focus on what I don't have when you have given me so much and you have done so much for me and there is so much. I probably did some stuff yesterday that went against your kingdom and you forgave me and you pardoned me and you saw me beyond whatever. So I'm going to bless your name in the house. I'm going to bless your name out the house. I'm going to bless your name on Facebook. I'm going to bless your name on YouTube. I'm going to bless your name on Instagram. I'm going to bless your name when I go in the grocery store. I'm going to bless your name when I'm riding in the car. I'm going to bless your name. I don't care who's offended. I don't care who don't like me. I don't care who say I praise too much. I don't care who come to me and say, man, you talk about God all day. I'm going to talk about God all day because I know there are some things that he should have done that he did not done. And how dare I ever think. <laughs> that I'm above some position or some place or something. How dare I ever think that I'm somewhere or something? How dare I ever celebrate myself or toot my own horn or exalt my humility? How dare I do it when I know God has been that good? When I know, Shonda, that he turned the blind eye, closed his hand, said, I'm going to give this little girl a little bit more time to get it together and to get it right. Ooh, thank you. I'm going to give her some time. I'm going to give her some grace and some mercy. So how dare, how dare I ever think I'm above anybody else? How dare I ever mistreat anybody else? How dare I ever exalt myself when I should be exalting the Lord thy God in every circumstance? in every situation. How dare I celebrate my righteousness as if it's something that I caused myself. I didn't cause my righteousness. Jesus Christ died on the cross, Dietrich, for my sins. I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, right? I accepted him as Lord and Savior. That is my point of reference. That is who I glorify. And anything else I need to marginalize and close my mouth and remember who I am and where I am ain't got nothing to do with me. It's got to do with the greater one. 
that lives inside of me. Sometimes you got to humble yourself. I'm sorry. Hold on. See, I, 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 it just, I just laugh at myself when I feel like I think I got an opinion about somebody else. Or I laugh at myself when I think I can judge my children when my kids are all off course. And I, the Lord reminded me of something the other day. And we're going to get into the devotional and we got a couple prayer requests. The Lord reminded me of something the other day. He was like, um, remember where you were at 27? Remember, I didn't accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior at 27. He said, now apply that to all your children. <laughs> like, apply that to all your children. Apply that to the people connected to you. Everybody is at their own speed. Everybody is at their own rate. How dare you even think towards somebody other than prayer, supplication, grace, mercy and you standing in the gap how dare you oh they should be here by now because they in the word when you know absolutely information and knowledge is not revelation how dare you feel like you could judge somebody how dare you feel like you could talk about somebody get the get, deal with the plank in your eye before you deal with the speck in somebody else's eye we say it's a judgment-free zone, zone Teresa skinner but most of us got some partiality to things that we don't agree with, or most of us got some partiality, Shonda, to things that we don't think um, we think we've overcome or have been done to us, or we're offended by when we shouldn't have absolutely any of that. Because the same, come on, Kim Yarley, the same grace that has your butt still here, me, I'll be 49 Saturday, the same grace that has your butt here is the same grace that you need the people connected to you to experience. They need to experience your grace. They need to experience people having hardships, people having hard times, people going through stuff. Mental health is at a all mental health issues are at a all, all time high. People are suffering. Most people don't want to be in circumstances or situations they in. Most people don't want to be broke. Even I, now, let me tell you something. I ain't telling you to get involved in stuff and cross boundary lines. You, there are blurred lines between you and God. That's not what I'm saying. But what you need to get out is the judgment seat. Woo! The scripture is very clear. Yeah, come on, just say we're not gonna be hypocritical. We're not gonna be hypocritical. The scripture is very. The scripture is very clear. Come on, find the scripture post. Like the scripture is very clear. Take that plank and look at that plank in your eye and, and get out that speck, the little thing that you're looking at somebody else's eye. Because the only responsibility I have, even as a teacher, as even as a woman of God, like the only responsibility that I have to the next person is prayer. Come on now. And yes, if they're doing something against kingdom, I'm going to come to them gently. I'm going to share a word with them as the Lord sees fit and said, but I am not the spiritual police. Come on, Malisha, teaching me how to love like you love, keeping no records of wrong. Woo! Keeping no records of wrong, extending continuous grace and mercy. What's up, y'all? Now, y'all know. Now, listen, I'm turned up this week. I'm already telling y'all I already been turned up. So I hope the Spirit, Holy Spirit go ahead and do. I have never in my life celebrated my birthday week this hard. But because everything in hell <laughs> came in me this last year, I'm going to honor and bless the name of God. And I'm going to turn up. And you know why I'm not turning it up? 
ain't, I ain't give up. <laughs> you know why I ain't turned up, Stassi? Because I ain't give up. See, y'all don't know in March, I wrote my own resignation letter. I'm just going to be honest. And December 17th is my new year. Like in March, y'all don't know in March, I wrote my own resignation letter. Y'all don't, most people don't know that. The few people on the prayer call know that. But in March, I had wrote my own resignation letter. I was done with this. I was done with ministry. I was done with the call on my life. I Don't tell me, girl, you can't go nowhere. I hadn't, I was done. I had, the pressure was too great. Um, the problems was too hard. Every assault, I was one assault. Think I would overcome something else. Something else was happening. Something else was happening. Something was happening. So I, I couldn't talk to nobody. I ain't had nobody to talk to. It was overwhelming. It was consuming. And I had wrote my own resignation letter. I had wrote Dear LMJ Ministries. <laughs> Dear LMJ Ministries. <laughs> it is with sad. <laughs> I'm just being honest. It is with sad. It is so sad. It is so sad today <laughs> that I'm letting you know I'm done in the name of I'm done. I'm done. This is too much. This is too overwhelming. I don't feel like it. So today and from here on on, when I celebrate until I hit Saturday, it's because I didn't give up on God and I didn't give up on me. Like I didn't give up on myself. I didn't give up on the call on myself. The pressure and the tension was so great. I had wrote my own letter of resignation. I had my own public service announcement. I was just going to go get a regular job. I was just going to get a regular job and be done with anything that seemed to cost me my life. That's why when people be talking about, I got a call and I want to run to ministry, you better get tried, proofed, uh, spend some time, get 40 days in the wilderness, lay down, see how big your assignment is, um, spend some time before God, because the call of God is not for the weak and faint. It, it's just not. The call of God is not for the weak and faint. The, the, calling God, the call of God is not for people who are looking for God to be a genie um, and rub their belly. That, that's not the call of God. The call of God is not for people who want to be important. The call of God is not for people who want to be celebrated. The call of God is not for people who want to be seen and who want to be heard. There is an expense. Woo! I need you to hear me. There is an expense. There is an expense, Shonda, to step and to walk in the call of God. There's an expense to walk in integrity. There is an expense to walk in holiness. There is an expense to move when God say move and, and stay when God stay safe. There is an expense when everybody else, can I just be real, decides they don't want to do it and you still have to show up. There is an expense that occurs against your family. There is an expense that occurs against your territory. There is an ex expense. There is an expense. It is, there's an expense. Yes, you better count the cost before you start building. You better count the cost before you get engaged. There, there's, there's an expense to it. And it is not easy. And it is not by your strength. It is by the grace of God. I will dare not put on airs. There's a, there's not, no, you, yes, militia, you still got to show up. 
I'm talking about the call on your life, a call into ministry. This is what I'm going to, this is the ministry God asked me to serve in. And I accept this call and I stepped in this place. There is a weightiness. There is a price. And then there is a joy to be revealed. One of my friends was talking to me last night and I said something to him. I said, I have never, and I will tell anybody this, anybody who knows it, I have never, like pillow talk is really a product. I have never made money off pillow talk. I had somebody come to me one time and say, why is she charging for pillow talk? This should be a free event. Even though I sow pillow talk all the time, I sow mentorship all the time. I have never done anything in this ministry for a dollar. And I was saying last night, I'm like, man, this is something that probably potentially could make some money. And my good friend said, I need you to see something, right? Because people get on me all the time. Why don't you charge more? Why don't you do this? And he said, I need you to see something. He said, I need you to see that what you're sowing may show up greater and change a person's life. I said, thank you for what I already knew that I was struggling with because of what people were saying. Thank you. He said, this harvest may come back differently. Stay right in the zone you are. Don't you ever focus on the dollar. Keep your mind on Christ because you're doing the right thing. Come on, come on. Cause you doing the right, you doing the right thing. So when you see me turning up or celebrate or post the pictures this week, I'm telling you, it's because I did not give up. And it's okay for you to celebrate yourself and say, thank you that I didn't give up. Thank you, Lord, that I latched on to the grace. And I have to thank God. I said, thank you for being merciful towards your daughter who was about to be rebellious and disobedient and walk away from what I know. I'm 100% sure. He spoke to me in a word in June. I was laying on my back. He said, you know who you are? You know what you called to do? Go do it. You know who you are? You know what you called to do? Go do it. He affirmed for me what I already knew. But the weight of, of what this costs, this ain't no, I got a license. This ain't no license. This ain't no certificate. This ain't about no school. This ain't about no notoriety. This ain't about no degrees. This is about me trusting and obeying my God at all costs. So there is a cost. There is a cost to the oil you carry. There's a cost to what God is. I don't care if it's a business. It is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you resources. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you friendships. Woo! Come on now. It's going to cost you. I don't care what you, it's going to, I can't tell you the number of people that walked away from me. I can't tell you the number of people that talked about me that didn't even know, no, I know they was talking about me, but they was talking about me anyway. I cannot tell you the number of people that got offended by my obedience, <laughs> by my obedience to the call of God. I cannot tell you that. I cannot tell you how pressure, great the pressure is when my two of my sons was in trouble at the same time, I cannot tell you the pressure of being a single mom. I cannot tell you. I told Judah the other day because he was doing something in school. I said, I need you to understand this. It is hard. I'm not finna walk around like I'm superhero. It is hard to be a super mom, a single mom. That's what I told him. I said, it is hard. It is hard to be a single mom. I said, and all I need you to do is show up, go to school and handle your business. I don't require a lot out of you and Josiah. But when I got to fight you 
fight the school um, and fight the devil, we got a problem. I poured my heart out of you before him. I said, I need you to be more accountable for yourself because I'm not getting ready to lie to you and act like I do this easy. I do this on my knees and I do this on my face because this is hard. But this is what he's called me to do. So I'm telling you, I'm learning to celebrate the keep moving forward. I'm learning to celebrate. And you need to, come on, let me give you this scripture today. It falls right in place. My God. Remember, we've been in Philippians 3, 13. Thank y'all, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm just telling you, before you step into anything, you better count the cost. Before you step into marriage, before you step into business, before you step into anything else, you better count the cost. Count the cost of where you say you're going. Count the cost of what you say you're going to do. Be prepared for isolation. Be prepared for people to ostracize you. Be, for, be prepared for people to look at you differently. Be prepared for people to talk about you. Be prepared for friends and family that will not celebrate you and support you. But there is a purpose in this. And if you will focus, if you will look to the hills which come in your help, your help will come from the Lord. If you will cast every care on God, you can finish the race. That's what Paul was saying in 15, Philippians 3.13. When Paul was delivering the message in Philippians 3.13.14, we've been, we've been studying it. When Paul was delivering that message, mom, he was in prison. Paul wasn't delivering this. It was a message of love. It was a love letter to them in Philippians. He was delivering a love letter to them. He was delivering a love letter to them from prison. They had just sent him a gift. And Paul was encouraging them and telling him, them, telling them, Keijer, I got to finish the race. I got to finish the course. That means Paul thought from a limited perspective of his situation. Woo! Come on, put that in your notes. I have to think from beyond the limited perspective of my situation. I got to think beyond the limited perspective of my situation. I got to think beyond what he was in prison. I got to think beyond the prison in my mind. I got to think beyond the prison in the, of the marriage. I got to think beyond the prison of the drugs. I got to think beyond my limited situation. That's what Paul was saying. This is Paul writing the letter saying to them, look, this, this is a spiritual love letter. Come on now. He says, this is what he said. He says, I'm thanking you for your kindness. And then he's locked up, but still focused on the mission and the vision. You got to get some tenacity, some grit, some bite down so that you can think beyond the limited situation. Woo! Come on. You got to you got to get some you got to get some moxie. You got to get some some turn up. And the only way you get that is not in nothing else but the word of God. You got to think beyond the the prison. Whatever it is that's been imprisoning you, whatever it is that's been locking you up, you got to think beyond your limited perspective of your situation. This is why we pray. Ephesians 1, 15, 17 through 21. Lord, open the eyes. Woo, come on. Fresh eyes, fresh eyes, fresh eyes. Open the eyes of my understanding to the hope of who you call me to be in Christ Jesus. Give me revelation and knowledge so that I can walk in your power. You got to have your eyes open so that you can see beyond the prison, so that you can see beyond the brokenness in the marriage, so that you can see beyond your wayward children, so that you can see beyond your death. Can I tell you something? One of the biggest things, right? 
one of my big one one of my biggest things one of my biggest things ever i'm just telling y'all this that i ever got revelation for was tithing and giving and i had nothing <laughs> like i had nothing and just will give you my testimony i have showed up at the altar i don't leave i don't come before god empty-handed i have nothing i have nothing and when i got revelation that i still owe god very best regardless of what bills i had to pay regardless of what my kids needed that god would still do because the scripture tells me to bring tithes it is not old testament scripture tells me to be bring offering you owe 10 percent. i can't give you 10 percent. i'm gonna be selfish with 10 percent. i'm gonna be selfish well honor you when i got revelation i was being selfish and looking and living according to my limited perspective like living according to my limited perspective i was like i am letting what i make or what i have come into the household determine how i'm gonna give i'm letting what i make determine if i'm gonna tithe i'm letting what i make determine if i'm gonna honor god i'm like if i would have quit in march i would have let my feelings and the lord brought me to a place to tell me what you sow in tears lakeisha I promise you getting ready to reap a reward. So get your well and butt up and get back in the game. And he infused me with saying, when I think beyond my limited perspective, then I take the word of God and I make the word of God the un ain't this this the validation. This sorry, this the validation. This 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 the validation. This this the validation. I don't look, I don't try, I ain't trying to justify this, this the validation. This, this, this the validation. The words say tithe, I'm a tithe. The words say forgive, I'm gonna forgive. And what, what revelation I ain't, I don't have yet. Lord, give it to me. Lord, let me see this how you see. Lord, let me operate. I'm not gonna let my finances. I'm not gonna be in limited perspective and buy more for me than I give to your kingdom when you've asked me to do. And I'm a widow. And I'm a widow. And He has dealt with me about being a widow in the kingdom but i'm gonna set my affection on giving to you because i'm not gonna let what i'm living in do my limited perspective same thing for being a single mom i'm not gonna allow my limited perspective paul was saying don't let your limited perspective keep you from the clear vision and the mission that is ahead of you because i'm a single parent does not mean that i don't get to show up in full capacity to my kids what it means is I get to reroute what I desire right now to give to them. I get to reroute what some I, Monday through so what is it Tuesday through Saturday I serve. I don't get to hang out like everybody else because if I don't, I'm tired, right? So when everybody else kicking and partying, doing whatever else through Sunday I serve through Tuesday through Sunday I serve. I have to get home and go to bed because the weight of the responsibility is on my life because i don't want to think from a limited perspective if i can't show out and kick it i might be missing something i'm not missing absolutely anything if my focus is on the high prize Woo! come on i am not missing anything that i ain't missing nothing if my focus fomo fear of missing out i'm not missing anything if my focus is on the high prize if my focus is on the call to be a mother if my focus is on the call to be a good friend 
if my focus is on the call to serve in ministry at the capacity that I serve. And I, I work two ministries, right? I am not going to think from limited perspective that I can't do all this when I know that God has orchestrated this. I'm not, I cannot, I cannot do it. It's a limited perspective. And Paul was saying to him, he said, look, Philippians 3.13, he says, he says, he thanked him first. He's locked up, but he's still fo focused on the mission and vision. And I'm going to give you this. This is what he was telling him when he made the parallel with running the race. He said, don't carry no excess weight. <laughs> Let me drink on it. Y'all got me stirred up this morning. Melissa, he said, don't carry no excess weight. Don't, don't carry, don't, you will never be able, I don't know what your excess weight is, but that's the message that I have from the Lord. Don't carry, you, you'll be out of position because you carry an excess weight. <laughs> you'll be out of position because you somewhere attached and doing something. You ain't got no business. Can I define what excess, excess weight is situational, Joyce. Excess weight is situational. Excess weight could be burdens. They could be burdens that belong to somebody else. They could be your burdens. Excess weight could be you involved in stuff that you ain't got no business being involved in because folks ask you to because people like the, the gifts you have. And unfortunately, because you like for them to like your gifts, you carry them excess weight that don't even belong to you. You're not even doing the assignment of what God called you to do. Come on, y'all. I'm sweating at my edges that you don't even do the assignment of what God called you to do at the full capacity that you're supposed to do it because you're carrying excess weight. Anything excessive, anything above and beyond what God had called you to carry in that season will break, not, not slow down, will break momentum. It will start being very slow and then it gets slower. And then eventually, Dr. Emma, it breaks momentum. And once it breaks momentum, it will have you out of alignment of what, why? Because I am the, how do I know this? I am the queen of carrying excess weight. Ah! When the Lord broke me down at the beginning of the year and said, you can only do the devotional one day, one day a week. It was because I was carrying excess weight. It was because I was trying to be too many things in too many places. It was because I still had cares that I had not casted. It, I still had places where I did not trust the Lord. Lord. And the excess weight and the excess baggage, baggage was pulling on me. Everybody didn't need me. <laughs> My assignment needed me, but everybody didn't need me. <laughs> Come on. Every circumstance and situation I was not supposed to be in. <laughs> Every meeting I was not supposed to be. Somebody called me last night. They said, I need you. I said, we're going to see. We're going to see because I just let some stuff go. And if the stuff I let go was so that I can be in part of this, I'm fine with that. But what I'm very clear in is I don't want to be on my, y'all ain't got no written devotionals because the Lord ain't spoke that. We didn't do Bible study at the end of the year because the Lord told me to pause. He gave me three things. He said, this is where I need to see you. Don't show up nowhere else because anything else is carrying excess weight. I had to start unpacking the bags. You ain't never seen a runner in a race, Julia. You ain't never seen a runner in a race with no bags on them. You ain't never seen a runner in a race. You ain't never seen a runner 
runner in a race would not, as a matter of fact, they have as little on them, Shari, as possible. They have as little on them as possible because they understand if there's anything on me that can slow my momentum down, I have the chance to lose. You need to unpack your bags this morning. <laughs> you need to unpack it's some bags. Some of y'all showed up. Y'all ain't even been here in a minute. You ain't. You need to unpack your bags. You need to go back to the table, talk to the Lord, ask him what bags, what things have I packed that are ca causing me to have excess weight. You are not supposed to be in your assignment, tired and worn out. People ask me all the time, how do you get up, preach? How do you preach almost seven days a week? Because this is the weightiness of what God called me to do. So when I do it in his strength and under what he said, seeking the kingdom first, I don't feel tired. When I get off here, guess what I'm getting ready to do? Go cook breakfast for my sons, and they get a full breakfast. Get Judah to school, come back and walk my dog for an hour, do a little bit of laundry, take me a nap, check on my mama, check on my daddy. Why? Because I made a decision. I'm not going to carry excess weight because when I carry excess weight, I'm going to be dragging, and then dragging is going to cause me to be a breakdown. Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. So if you're going to run this race, you're going to finish this course, you better get rid of that excess weight. You better stop. You better be bold. Be coming to the bold. We'll be bold before the Lord and ask him to bless me. You got to be bold before the Lord and say, Lord, I need you to show me this excess weight. <laughs> I need, because can I tell y'all something? By the spirit, some of y'all hopped on to new assignments that seemed glorious. Say, yes, sir. You hopped on to new things that seemed glorious and you ain't even do what God asked you to do. You didn't even do what he was required, but something over here and it's wearing you out. It's not even connected to your assignment. It's not even connected. It's, it looked popular. It seemed important, but you ain't even doing what God asked you to do. The simple things he asked you to do. God looks for your obedience before he moves in promotion. That's it. God looks for your obedience before he moves in promotion. God is not getting ready to promote you and you will not be, you will promote yourself. Two, one, one more thing. And then we out. I'm going to give you the scripture too. One more thing. I was talking again. I told you I got good friends. I just got good friends. And even in the season where I told you I was by myself, I went all the way by myself, had some specific people that were pouring into my life and some other people who would probably have loved to, but couldn't. But this is where God had me so that I could learn a different dependency on him. I need you to get this. Last night I was on the phone talking to one of my homeboys. He said something. I was like, let's be prayerful because we both felt like God was telling us something. I said, let's be real prayerful about this assignment. What do we need to do with it? Um, how do we need to work this project? And he said, I said, because it showed, it showed up in our thoughts for a reason. He said, yes, but we need to be Sure, it's either God ordained or God allowed. It's either God ordained or God allowed. It's either God ordained or God allowed. I taught something about being trapped in your trauma. It's God ordained or God allowed. Because it's God allowed don't mean it's God's best. And sometimes we'll think it's God's best or what we supposed to be doing because God allowed it. You got to learn how to check it. <laughs> you got to learn how to check it. You got to learn how to slow down. There are things God will allow because he knows all things are going to work together for your good. But why would God, 
Why would God allow it for the proof? It? Why, why would God allow it to get you better? Why, why would God allow it to grow you up? Why would God allow it to mature you? Why, why would God allow it to, to show you? He know where you at. To show you where you at. Everything ain't, ain't God ordained. It can be God allowed, but it doesn't mean this is what you're supposed to walk in. Sometimes God will allow you to walk in something because he already know you're going to go do it anyway. And he's going to show up and say, you know what? This going to be a test. This going to be a test. And until they pass this test, I'm going to keep letting them wrong. <laughs> until they go do the things that I asked them to do, I'm going to keep letting them wrong. Until they go, I'm just going to keep I'm just going to keep letting them wrong. Until they learn to seek me first, I'm going to just keep letting them wrong. Until they learn to have no other God before me, I'm just going to keep letting them wrong. I love them. I'm going to set a certain hit. Remember when Job was out there? God was like, you have everything but his life. I'm going to just keep I'm going to just keep letting them wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to keep letting them wrong. So let me give you the description. Um, Psalms 55 and 12. This is very big for us this week. Cast your cares on God and he's going to sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. <laughs> whatever the excess weight, whatever your concerns are, God, creator of the universe, is concerned about everything that concerns you. Take all your problems, take your pain, take your, your unrealized dreams. Come on. Whatever the circumstance and the situation is, come on. Come on, right? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Whatever the circumstance or the situation, if your feelings are hurt, if you're mad, if you're upset, if you're frustrated, if you're offended, um, if your marriage got a, even if your marriage got a, a salty spot, a hard spot, and take everything to God because when you pour out when you pour out to God when you center on God when you place your bag before God say hey I know I'm care this is too burdensome this is so heavy you do not want your child worn out you do not want your child show me what's in this bag that I need to unpack right what you're gonna do is you're gonna gain perspective you're gonna gain perspective of what's for you and what's not for you you have every at, you have direct access to God. You got direct at, access to God. When you begin to trust God with your relationships, with your finances, with your passions, with your hopes, with your dreams, with your disappointments, with your failures, guess what? He going to care for you. And guess what he going to do? He's going to sustain you. Right? Let's talk about what it means to be sustained and let's go. Come on. Some of y'all needed this message. Come on. When God sustains us, he maintains us at a certain rate and a certain level. Woo! Come on. He maintains. And you righteous, baby. How do I know I qualify for this? Because you righteous. That's why you got to understand your righteousness. Your righteousness qualifies. How do I know I'm qualified for this at LMJ? Because your righteousness qualifies you for this. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you became qualified. You ain't got to work for this. He's going to sustain you because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He's going to strengthen. He's going to support you physically, mentally. He's going to comfort you. He's going to help you. He's going to encourage you. He, he's going to carry you. He's going to cheer you up. That is what he's going to do. He's going to 
He's going to give you new experiences. He's going to do new things. That's the kind of God. When I cast my cares, I'm a gain perspective. <laughs> we, you got to be a stop afraid to go before God so you can gain perspective. So the Lord can begin to show you and share with you about what he has for you. Come on. That's it. Chip, come on. Thank the Lord. I got to give y'all a couple things. One, let me, y'all help me real quick. Stay with me. Don't get off yet. Give me, give, give me a couple more minutes. And then I got to pray. We got to pray something. I need to release something today. Just stick, stick, stick and stay just a few more minutes. One, um, we have a family. We're taking care of Christmas, 5T, 4T clothing, 13 size 12 shoe. And this mama needs a coat. If you want to give to this, um, go to the website, give there, indicate Christmas. We need 50 hats, gloves, and blankets to go to the van for the homeless. Um, you can give also there. You can email Shonda, C-H-A-N-D-A, at justbeinglmj.com and ask her and give more information. We want to be a blessing to this family. That's the first thing. Second, if you have not registered for Pillow Talk, there are still some online spaces. Go get registered this Saturday, 7-Eleven. We turn it all the way up for the Lord. Ladies, do not forget, it is glitz and glam. It is not pajamas. Even online, we want you to show up your glitz and glam. If you are confirmed to attend in person, you're going to get a confirmation today. You need to come. For, you need to confirm your spot because we got people. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, Boo Boo. Um, we got people waiting. You got people waiting for you. It's my sister, y'all. We got people waiting for this place. There's some people who have said, I got to be in this place. Um, so do it. That That's that. Um, second of all, we'll be back here in the morning. Third of all, um, I love y'all so much. And then fourth of all, if you have never accepted Jesus Christ, it's your mama. Fifth, if the Lord tells you to plan or sow into this ministry or sow into my life, you can go to the website, find all the ways you can give and how you advance the kingdom of God through LMJ Ministries, or you can cash at us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. The Lord places on your heart to bless me for my birthday. All this stuff is on the website. It is included. You can go there and get that information. Um, now, the last and probably one of the most deepest things you've ever done. If you are here, you're not here by mistake. You are here because the Holy Spirit led you, and maybe you don't know Jesus, and you're trying to figure out, you're at a place, pivotal place, where you've heard and you're like, I need to, whatever this is she's on, <laughs> whatever it is she's on, I need that. The only thing that I'm on, people be like, you so hyped off caffeine, caffeine. I don't even drink that much coffee. I am hyped on Jesus. The one man that changed my life, that when I came into his presence, I knew he was real and he took away all the filthy things that I had did. I want to offer you him. If that's you, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to follow and love you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you pray this prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. And guess what we're going to do? Absolutely. We send you resources. We send you materials. We send Bibles. Like We do so much because we want to back you up and make sure you're good. And then I, I want you to show up here every day that I'm here, man, and go ahead and uh, let me continue to disciple you. I love you. God loves you so much more. Will y'all do me a favor? Um, oh, we need to pray for this family. I need to pray for the Fellers family. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to lift up the Fellers family right now. You know, the circumstance, the situation concerning their baby. Lord, we ask that you enter the hospital room right now 
and show them a miracle. Show them the hand of God. Um, make sure this baby's brain is functioning. Overwhelm them with your love. Let us see the demonstration. of We break every plot, plan, employ of the enemy in Jesus' name. And then we need to pray something. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, that you are relieving us of our toxic traits, <laughs> that you are showing us the things that have made us toxic so that we can go and walk more in the fullness of you. Let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be in all of us. Bless every giver today. Give us instruction. Let a fresh wind blow. Woo! Give seed to the sower. Bless our tithes and offerings. Bless the work of our hands. Let your face shine upon your children today. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all so much. I will be back here in the morning at 6 a.m. Remember, we only have a few more days of the devotional. We will have the, the Saturday prayer call until the last Saturday of the year. But we only have a few more days of devotional. And then your girl is going on vacation so I can sleep in, so I can rest, so I can restore. Because, man, whatever the God. Oh, one more thing. Ladies, we will be releasing. I think it's January 8th. First pillow talk of the year. Zoom call completely online. I think that's the eighth. It's a Saturday morning, four hours. Join us. You're not paying for it. I'm giving it to you. I want you there. There's a hundred spots. Let's fill them up. Invite your girlfriend. I think it's the eighth. I want you to go on and put that calendar on your date. We're going to release that this week too. Um, ooh, it's a virtual pillow talk. I want to pour into you at the beginning of the year. It's January 7th. January 7th, four hours pillow talk. Online only. I'm pouring to you. I want you to get that. When that drops, I want you to get that. I uh, love y'all. God loves you so much more. I love you. God loves you so much more. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Love, Woo! peace, and blessings. Thank you for the goodness of Jesus. Thank you for the goodness of Jesus. Thank you for the goodness of Jesus. Thank you for the goodness of Jesus.